All right, beautiful souls, we are live here on YouTube today, Universe the Game. I'm so excited to give you this first episode on the densities, and I know, I know that one of the first things that we get is, Nick, first density is kind of boring. Why are we talking about first density? And listen, first density is the foundation. This is the good stuff here. This is that we gotta we gotta paint the picture. Okay, we're gonna get to the stuff that is really that a lot of people are like, oh, I want to know about the solar flash ascension. But first, we gotta set the stage for how that happens and how you actually progressed from first density to where you are right now on the planet doing your thing. We've all been there, we've all been rocks actually and we'll get into how that works okay so yeah we got first density on the plate today and it's a good one so before we get into the solar flash like i was just saying law of one prophecies for this time and the seventy-five thousand year cycle to ascension into the fourth density etc feel as though understanding the densities of our octave and universe is pivotal to grasping the full picture so the densities so when we talk about the densities what do i mean okay densities and dimensions are very different here see dimensions and what i need to make a whole video on that and i will eventually but what i'm what i'm getting at with densities is imagine that there's a certain vibratory rate of the entire environment everything vibrates at a specific rate and you can see in that vibratory rate and that's what we're calling a density just like if you look at a piano You've got seven major keys in one octave. Okay, just like that. And then you get into the next octave. That's on the eighth key. And that's obviously just counting the white keys. And if we get into the minors, then we have the difference between a diatonic scale and a chromatic scale. But it all means the same thing. There's seven major densities, all right? Just like there's seven major chakras. It's all connected. All connected. And you'll find out that as we get into the law of one more, that the rays they call them rays and so when we're looking at the chakras here each chakra from okay chakras are like not chakras have been around for thousands and thousands of years and the colors correlate exactly with the same colors the law of one uses so i feel like in other in in specifically like hindu they received some of the downloads in some ways. And of course, yeah, there were different there were different amounts of chakras, depending on who you ask. But I feel like the seven chakras has become more pronounced because I feel like it's the most in truth. And yeah, there is the eighth chakra above the head. Just like if we look at the law of one, there's the next octave. That's what you'd call the eighth density, which is in the next octave. And that's what that's why... When you look at the chakra system and the law of one and the densities, it's above the head. When we're talking about, I think it's called Ka. In some works, in Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, he calls it Ka. I'm pretty sure. And that's why, because it's it's in the next octave. All right. So when we're looking at the densities, we're just going to be talking about the first today. And we'll get into the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Hopefully, we'll get every density done in the next six days. I'm going to do a daily video just so we knock them out real quick. So, 
Gonna try and keep it shorter on this video. That way, when you're looking for a specific topic in the Law of One series of Universe to Game, you can find the topic quickly that you wanna understand on a deeper level. All right, so first things first, the density of consciousness. All right, so this is, as you can see, the important thing to see with this map that I made is that they overlap a little bit. So when we talk, when we get into third density, fourth density, there's a little bit of overlap. The fourth density starts to come in. Like we're getting into a part of the galaxy, which is fourth density. And then when we hit that threshold, boom, it's like a clock striking upon the hour, as it says in the law of one. All right. So hopefully that explains the concept of an octave. It's just like the octave on a musical scale. That's the way that densities work. All right, so think of the solar system and the galaxy has, as having different densities of energy in different parts. So again, if you're looking at a specific part of the galaxy, and I have a visual here that I designed, and I'll show you that in a sec. So each density has sub-densities. As we move through the higher levels of third density, the fourth density energy overlaps, as I just said. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself when I made these slides. So there's two different interpretations of how the densities work and they're both technically correct some people will say that there's 12 densities and that's because if you count the black and the white keys on a keyboard for example you're going to find that there's 12 notes on the musical scale and in a diatomic diatonic there's going to be seven notes which is what we're going with here and I, again i have visuals here so if you look at this picture of a galaxy i kind of overlaid the flower of life sacred geometry and i put in the numbers and i'm just showing you kind of how if you look at the flower of life geometry it exactly lines up that you're going to have one two three four five six and then seven in the middle because at the end of the seventh you merge back in oneness with the one infinite creator all right and so if you take a look at the merkaba it's the same concept, all right? And so I put a spiral to basically give you a visual of the galaxy that there's this theme in sacred geometry of this as well. It's not just the chakras that line up. It's not just the colors of the rainbow that line up. There's many other things that line up too. So when you look at the Merkaba, you can also see that it lines up pretty well with the seven density system. And some, some beings, by the way, in the Merkaba say that the entire universe, and we'll get into this research by, I think it was some scientists at Caltech, they they basically discovered that the entire universe is a geometric shape and that it is pretty much the Merkaba. And so this is a visualization of that in 2D because you're obviously we don't have a 3D representation on us. And so if we look at Metatron's cube, which is another sacred geometry, this is the same thing. So I hope you see the pattern that the one uh, the circles on the outside all line up to get you into the middle which is the seventh density which is the gateway density but if you were to look at it from the other way right then we see if we want to look at it like there's 12 densities it looks kind of like a clock all right so when you think of ascension you're going to think of the densities you're going to think that it goes one two three four and then we're moving into the third slash fourth part where the fourth density energy is getting better or stronger, not better. But then if you look at the Metatron's cube with 
13, which would be toward the 12 densities and the, then the one into the next octave, you're getting the same thing on shaker geometry. So it just really depends on, again, how you want to look at it. But So we're going to get into the first density. And so the span of the first density is 2 billion years. That's how long a mind-body complex will spend in the chaos of the elements. All right, so I'm going to read you a part of the law of one, and then we're going to get into explaining it because a lot of people struggle with understanding it when it comes directly from it. So if we look at se uh, session nine here, we have the original. So here's the question. The original, the first entities on this planet, what was their origin? Where were they before they were on this planet? And Ra, as you'll find out if you're reading the Law of One, it's always I am Ra at the beginning of every question. The first entities upon this planet were water, fire, air, and earth. So could you tell me how in first density, wind and fire teach earth and water? Because this is what's said. It said that somehow we have wind and fire that teach earth and water. And then once you, it's kind of like you start as wind and fire and then you progress into earth and water. And we're getting pretty technical here. You may see that the air and the fire of that which is chaos as literally illuminating and forming the formless. For earth and water were, in the timeless state, unformed. So earth and water are unformed unless fire and air form it. And they do that, as I'm about to say... As the active principles of fire and air blow and burn incandescently about that which nurtures that which is to come, the water learns to become sea, lake, and river, offering the opportunity for viable life. The earth learns to be shaped, thus offering the opportunity for viable life. Because if there's no shape, obviously, you aren't going to be able to live upon the earth. So there has to be a process that Consciousness evolves from, and so it starts first density 2 billion years, and then it actually gets longer in second density. We'll talk about this. I think it's 4.6 billion years. We'll talk about that tomorrow and how that plays in. Because basically, there's other versions of you that are the environment. And so you progressed. You basically came into the universe at a specific time. You fractaled yourself down into space-time, and then you experienced this, this, and this. And some would say that's linear. Some would say it's nonlinear. That's semantics at this point, depending on what, what part you're observing from. Okay. So as you go through this process, then you will move on basically into, if you study Dr. Michael Newton's work in Journey of Souls, basically you're born into the soul world. And to me, that's the end of second density. Boom, you're born into the soul world. And there's going to be a kind of a same process, but you're not going to remember it when you're in first and second density because there is no memory that is specific to you at that point because there's no personality in particular, which is what the soul is on, on an etheric level. So are all the densities visible to us or just first and second? This is important. Ra. All of the octaves of your densities would be clearly visible were not the fourth through the seventh freely choosing to not be visible. 
So the densities that are above us, which some some of us are actually here with partly activated fourth density bodies. But as this process happens, the fourth density has chosen not to be visible. And so we'll get into how that actually works. I found something in the law of one that I haven't really even noticed until recently because this is what I've been doing all day, every day, right? So it talks about how when fourth density is activated, third density will not be activated. And that's because fourth density doesn't know how to hide themselves yet when they first get there. So from my understanding, third density will not be inhabitable at the beginning of when fourth density comes in. And I'll show you that evidence of that in the third density and the fourth density slides when we get there. That'll probably be in two or three days at this point. And so another question from the questioner, which is Don again. So does this first density then progress to greater awareness? So how does first density get to second density? Because what we're doing is we're painting that picture, right? How do, if we're in first density, how are we going to get to second density? And it doesn't really make sense unless you understand this. The spiraling energy, which is the characteristic of what you call light. So side note, that light spirals. That's just a natural thing that light does. It's It spirals upward, but you can imagine that just as you keep going on a piano, there's more octaves, more octaves, more octaves. And that's basically... <laughs> how the universes work, that you go from octave to octave to octave. But on a piano, obviously, you get to a point where you can no longer hear it, so there's not keys. But imagine the keys are infinite, and you keep going. That's kind of what we're talking about here. So it just keeps spiraling up into the next key, or into the next octave, or the next note. So, back to the quote. So, the light moves in straight line spirals, thus giving spirals an inevitable vector upwards to a more comprehensive beingness. With regards to intelligent infinity, thus, first dimensional beingness strives toward the second density lessons of a type of awareness which includes growth rather than dissolution or random change. Okay, so what that means is that consciousness spirals upward just like I've been talking about, and that's the nature of it. And... So when this happens, when you're, in, when you're in the element stage of consciousness, you're just kind of moving around. You know how fire and water and air in the earth, it's just kind of random sometimes. Okay, now when we say that in, in context to our current date, sometimes it's not random. We, there might be some advanced technology, which it's not random to say the least. Okay, so... When we look at this, we're more talking about at the beginning of the Earth because even now I've, I'm finding evidence that ETs are having a massive impact on, on how the planetary grid and how the Earth is shaped and how it stays together at this point. And a lot of that you can find in the Convoluted Universe series by Dolores Cannon. Okay, so where was I? Did I read this line? Hmm... With regards to intelligent infinity, thus, first dimensional beingness strives towards second density lessons. Yes. So, so the second density lessons are then when you grow instead of having randomness happen to you. So fire and earth and air are kind of random. They're just kind of blowing. They're just kind of doing their thing. But then 
when you get up that spiral far enough, then you get into another vibrational density, which would be orange ray instead of red ray. Because again, it correlates to the chakra system. So if we don't have that foundation set, if we aren't, we don't have our root chakra figured out. This is literally exactly what this is saying to me, that if we don't have our root chakra figured out, then it's going to get sketchy. It's going to get sketchy for us. Just like you have to have that foundation for survival on Earth, just like the, the planets were formed by the first density and then into second density. You have to have yourself grounded in order to play the game or else you're not going to be able to survive. Just like you would be able to survive if there was no foundation on the Earth. So it's all correlated. It's all correlated. And so having a root chakra grounded is pivotal in this game that we're playing. All right. So let's continue on. We just got a couple more slides here. First density is composed of core atomic vibrations that are in the red spectrum, second in the orange, etc. And again, if you want to look at that, the chakra system, it's exactly how it is in the law of one system. So when you activate your other energy centers slash rays, you are activating more atoms of that higher vibration which raises your frequency. So when you raise your vibration, like think about this. When you raise your vibration, I know that that's a, that's a term that I feel is like thrown around a lot. But think about this. If you're raising your frequency, then you might actually be activating another part of you that is not yet activated. That it's not that you aren't that. For example, if you don't feel love, if you don't feel that green ray, if we want to put in law of one terms, green ray energy if we, if we're not feeling that love then we had, don't have that activated it's not that we don't have it within us because a quote that i didn't include because i felt like i had a lot of quotes in this one was that before the galaxy is essentially even born it, the potential and the plan is already set in motion and it's within every being so basically you have a blueprint you have a blueprint of everything within you and it's just whether or not it's activated and within within this life, you can activate all your energy centers. It doesn't have to be like one at a time. I mean, you can be, but it also doesn't have to be you can only activate the first four because that's kind of what some people might think if you start to hear about this. But you can activate each energy center in the third density. And essentially, when you do, that brings you up a vibration or a frequency or a density it, and it will bring you up into more of an activated fourth density body. But the environment and you are not fully in the fourth density because that happens, like I said, like the striking of a clock upon the hour. And you're going to hear me say that so much. Let me go back to this slide with the, uh, the math that I made. So you're going to hear me say that so much. The striking of a clock. Because this is all cycles. This is all cyclical. Like this... Of course, there's free will, and of course, there is, you know, other factors. But I, I just want to relay to you that the Earth moves on because it's that time. And it's not like we, we're either going with it or we're not. In the body, in the body. Remember, you, you as an immortal being, an immortal soul, if you end up not making it to fourth density... You're just going to leave the body and it's not even going to be a big deal. You'll go to another planet 
and you'll just continue on with your lessons in third density. So don't be afraid for yourself or for others if you feel like there's something online. In the, in the, I mean, there is something online, and that being the fourth density is 100 times more harmonious than the third density, so that's kind of online. But at the same time, you're just going to go back to another planet and do the same thing. I mean, I'm, I made, think about the Fermi paradox. The Fermi, I wish I had slides on this to show you. But the, Fer, the Fermi paradox says that there's basically 100 billion galaxies and there's, for each star, there's 1.6 planets that orbit it. So if you take 100 billion times 1.6, that's how many planets there are. Just think about 100 billion galaxies and think about how many Earth-like. I think there was 60 billion Earth-like planets. Even if my number is wrong, I'm pretty sure that's right. But when I did the calculations. So there's 60 billion other places to go. So take away, really, for me, when I realized this, it's like I can only do so much daily. I can only do so much to help and to serve others because as the law of one says, and if you're getting into the new new to love one, one of the most important concepts is that if you are 50% or more in service to others, you will move into the fourth density. And if you are 95% or more in service to yourself, you will descend into the fourth density. I call it descension. I don't really feel like it's an ascension at all, but trust me, you can't get there by accident. You got to be straight straight doing atrocities okay so that's one thing to realize is don't really worry it's not unless you're crazy <laughs> like if you're super distorted to where you know you're like some of the most some of the worst people that we can think of like there's only been a handful of people on the entire planet that have ever went into fourth density negative so trust me those have been oh you're not you're not gonna get there you're not gonna get there but so it's like are you going to make the 50 percent mark or are you are you just going to be like reincarnating again over and over because if you don't hit that 50 percent or more you're just going to reincarnate over and over until you learn that lesson which is basically serve others which is not just doing but i feel like again this needs a whole another video so it's not just doing it's how you're being because your vibration and your frequency serves others as well and even possibly more than what you do does because it will affect the way that other humans behave around you and if your vibration gets high enough and it does affect the entire world but it will affect it at a massive scale once you get to even higher vibration so if you get to let's say the level of jesus christ or krishna or the buddha they basically stopped humanity from going extinct with their vibration or frequency being so high, their level of consciousness. This is something in, actually I have the book right here. This is something in, oh, this is something in the levels of consciousness by uh, Dr. David Hawkins. So you can affect the world through your vibration. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm not doing enough. Well, it's not about your doing because your doing always becomes, your doing always happens from your being, your state of being basically is what what distorts everything that you do. So as we learn to take control in that way, we build that foundation. And I see Krista popping off with the definitions of all of the um, all the chakras exactly. And we're gonna get into we're gonna get into that. All right, 
We're going to get into each chakra. I feel like I'm going to do the chakras after the densities, pretty much. Or very soon, very soon. But anyways, as we start to take a hold of that, we realize that the foundation is important. And so that's why understanding the first density of consciousness, that everything around us is us in a sense, we can connect to that on a daily basis. And of course, on a more esoteric level, we can actually get out and connect to nature. And how this actually works is what we will discuss tomorrow. All right, we're going to be talking about the second density, how that works. I'm, I don't know when. I think I'm going to go live around the same time. Okay. So, and how basically your your pets are basically what is going to be third density next. That you are contributing to consciousness even by taking care of your pets because pets are the thing that, that are mostly going to be third density. I mean, there's trees and other stuff too, but mostly pets. So you're, contri you're contributing in so many different ways. All right, so we're going to try and keep these short. That way they're digestible. 25 minutes, not bad, not bad. I think that's a pretty good time. All right, so thank you, everyone. And we will see you in the next episode of Universe the Game. All right, all right.